State Big Takes. This is episode number 35. Steve Scott, opening big take. What do you got? Opening big take. Connor Ryan, who's in the podcast tonight, will have the most kids out of all of the people in our <laughs> fantasy baseball league. Oh. With five. He'll yeah, have five. That's a big number. Oh, five. Yep. Five kids. Good luck. Five kids. I am praying for open. you. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> so as you, you can clearly see we are accompanied by recurring fellow fantasy baseball fuck state guest connor ryan you have a big take for us this morning this evening jesus morning, morning. uh it's morning in china <laughs> well, i got I, I i have a couple all right i have two of them Wait i have two us. of them that i've been sitting on for a while first off the office is no matter what somewhere in the world playing 24 7 whether yeah, sure. it's on TV, Netflix, I don't care. No matter what, somewhere in this world, The Office is always playing. Is that one of um, the most like rewatchable shows ever? We were talking about that last week, I think. Yep. I think like, it, you, know, you can just pick up and watch. Yeah, I listened, and I think the, definitely. It has to be. I th- it's so easy to just put on and like yeah. you can either pay attention or forget or whatever. Uh, my second big take is that Ariana Grande is the Britney Spears of this generation. Wow. Okay. When's she going to snap, though? That's the question. I, I mean, guess, we're, huh? yeah, I, I'm, we're waiting. So, so I, she's, she's going to snap. I yeah, had second gonna... degree contact with Ariana Grande. That's a fun fact for you. I went to college with a girl. I went to high school with her. Grew up with her in Boca Raton, Florida. I saw a funny meme on Valentine's Day. I sent it to my friend who said, Oh my God, I'm actually going to send this to Ariana. And she did. And the rest is history. We are no longer together. <laughs> wow, we tried to carry you through Allen. that hurricane. But I know, I don't know what's going on. Sorry, <laughs> the Yo, is it me? I just saw Josh start laughing and I lost it. <laughs> yeah, it might have. What the uh, fuck? Steve, you don't have to eat your microphone. We can hear I, I'm, you. Like, I'm not. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> playing a fucking video game. What the fuck? Well, there you go. There's your problem. You're, you're deep breathing with that video game, Steve. It's uh, really hard on you. Yeah, He's playing a video game and watching cops in the background, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh. you. All right. What's man. your second take, Connor? Sorry. Oh, that was no, your that second was take. Second Sorry, yeah, that was my second yeah. take. Pay attention. Jesus. God, I thought they were going to get better. <laughs> Those weren't hot takes at all. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, wow! How do you recover what's, from that? What's your What's yours then, Gilly? Since you're shaming mine, <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm sitting on some some interesting ones. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me find it. Again. Okay. I, we're usually we usually do an order here, Connor. I know it's been a little while. Connor already threw it for a loop here. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, you know what? Here, here's a here's a random hot take. If no one else wants to go, um, oh. I think that <laughs> Little Wayne being a model for UGG is one of the weirdest um, like sponsorship deals we have ever seen. I just think that's very strange. I saw that ad, an ad on Instagram today, and I sent it to like three different people via DM, and they're like, "Why are you sending me an UGG ad?" And I said, "Because look, it's Little Wayne," and I thought that was the weirdest thing. 
that's my that's my big take. Thanks for sharing. Couldn't help but notice wow. I was not one of those three people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, neither was I. Wow. Oh, oh please. Cool. Not one of us. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. No. Hey. I damned you recently, Connor, so don't just zip it. All right, Josh, you got a big <laughs> take for us? I got a couple. Okay. Wow. All we right. are coming in firing this morning. So it's evening. I'm going to wow, say what the fuck? Zion Williamson makes his own shoe. Doesn't sign with anybody. Even though, even though it would, you know, really pay off for him to. No, they're going to shell him out a couple hundred yeah, millies. Probably a billion dollar Nike deal, to be totally honest. But you never know. Um, Not to mention. Right. Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. I was going to say the, the <laughs> Zion Nike shoe breaking uh, was the entire exact plot of Like Mike. True. So, so he's true. a bust. Wow. He's a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> he's a bust. <laughs> Those shoes, had the, those shoes had LeBron's talent in them, and they busted out of his feet, so now he's he's done. Uh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Second one? All right. Z, imagine that uh, Z1s. Sorry, I'm yeah, just thinking about the name. Right? Or, like, when you get to Z10, you just add the N. I don't know. Ooh, that's a, Ooh. Oh, that's a great idea. Right? Anyway, anyway. Um... Big take. I think Michael Chavis... Uh, listen, this is coming from the Vlad guy himself. I think Michael Chavis hits more career home runs than Vlad Jr. What? Wow. Wait, Vlad. what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. How Michael, many is that? Michael Chavis yeah, that, for Vlad? Is that like 200? Or is it like you just think no, Chavis is going to hit like I'd 800? No, like Vlad ends in like the 400s somewhere. I think Chavis is literally going to be the guy. I think he's just re- going to strike out a lot. I think he's going to be like the next John Carlo man. Like even though he doesn't play the position, what's, he's going to mash homers and strike oh, out a lot. What's the plan for Chavis? Honestly, though, all right. Back to what Josh was saying. He's walking a lot too, so he's not just striking yeah, out. He's Barry Bonds. Wow. That's so take. early. Chavis breaks Barry Bonds' home run no, record. No, I'm not saying he's going to break Barry <laughs> Bonds' record. He'll just I'm match saying, it. Yeah. <laughs> He'll tie yeah. it and then respectfully retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, he's he does have good good plate vision. So, I mean, if you're walking a lot, that's Barry Bonds has the most career walks. Dude, sure. dude Chavis for Vlad Jr., who says no? Me but, still, but I okay. mean, the, interesting. I'm just saying. I don't know, but Vlad is thick. Mm. Like, but four with like three C's, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like a Turkish and, thick. And that's being, you know, that, that's that's you know taking it down a notch. The three yeah. C's, True. yeah, definitely. That dude squats. I think he just eats. Yeah, but Chavis is like an evangelical warrior. Fighting dope. in the name of Christ on Twitter. <laughs> eleven, eleven. I think that's I hilarious think... that he's like a super, super duper religious on Twitter. I didn't going really at notice people. that. I, like, that's the... I noticed that he always tweeted eleven, eleven, but I never really noticed how religious he was until that tweet he had blew up like last week. <laughs> he had a few. Yeah, I was like, damn, okay. That's why I wanted a religion themed nickname for him. Not yeah. Ice Horse. Ice Horse is dope, though. Yeah, it's just random. It's just them testing is, their really. power to uh to nickname someone and see if it actually sticks. I mean, did you see what happened with uh, Durbin Feltman today? His locker, where he His was, locker. actually said Dalton Furbush. 
I think that's a testament <laughs> right there. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Uh, Do you so, think Section Ten gives out nicknames like uh, Blue uh, Brother Bluto does with the Delta Tau guys and Animal House? I've never seen Animal House. Really? Oh, oh, how does that reference fall flat? Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's my dad's like favorite movie though, and I've never seen it. It's one of his favorite movies. It's an old timer. That's a classic. About it. For sure. Uh, before we get started, I want to say uh, <laughs> Connor's so depressed. Connor, while Connor recovers, my big take: the not yet announced Nintendo Switch Mini will yeah. be basically. This is a little bit bigger than a DS. It's going to have the same screen size as a Switch. It's going to be download-only games, and it is going to sell like fucking hotcakes. Let me tell you. If What's you thought the price it was, point? If Your you thought big it was take hard, was the dimensions of this? No, 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 no. no my big take, my big take is it's is called if, a mini, and it's smaller than the one before. Think, if you think it was my big take, I'm getting to the big take. Oh God. If you thought getting a Nintendo Switch was difficult, getting a Nintendo Switch Mini, if you don't pre-order it, will be near impossible. You're going to have to wait like a year. Yeah, this guy so won't have one. Yet. <laughs> what's the price? It's you not thinking? officially announced yet. I know, but what? what's your... Yeah, what's you're your predicting everything else. Let's yeah, see. Three uh, uh, probably like 160. <laughs> yeah. How much per square inch? Yeah, uh, maybe 200, actually. 200? 200? Okay. Between Less than, wow. I would say. The original six hundred dollars per square inch, right? Well, because the fucking <laughs> switch is three hundred still. Still, yeah, I'd say two hundred, unless they knocked down huh. the price of that. Then um, one fifty mini discount. <laughs> or it makes another Nintendo flop and they go under again, trying to dig their way out because of this stupid fucking mini Nintendo Switch. It's already small anyway. That's why. <laughs> What's up it. with Nintendo Switch games requiring SD cards? I didn't know that was a thing. That's ridiculous. NBA 2K does. Well, yeah, that's insane. It, well, it's because there's like no con- storage on it. Yeah, the console itself doesn't have like any storage. A single game exceeds the entire console. Depends which storage. game. That's just batty. I mean, some games like Smite can run on a fucking toaster. So I know that's just insane to me. Why would like? But NBA is pretty. Complex. I mean, think about the old Xboxes. They <laughs> pretty complex. barely held anything. Well, they have all like the, the soundtrack on there, and they do the fucking animations and blah 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 blah. What are you talking about? He's For NBA. Still talking is... about NBA 2K. I don't understand how that's like a, a complex game. And there's a lot of live updates with that game too. I'm so rosters, yeah. music. I, I I don't know what road we turn down here, but let's move on to the real topic. How'd you miss that one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> first things first, we'll go Celtics first before we get to the good stuff. Uh, Gilly, how'd the Celtics look? They looked awesome. That was a fun game. I watched the entirety, and I was sweating by the end in excitement in the best way. Twitter game was on point during the game. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Was, uh, I did uh, see that thing you posted off. about... Uh, Marcus Morris, oh, like, jumping over somebody and then stripping Giannis. Yeah. It's pretty How impressive. about that for defense? Also, I didn't know. All right. Marcus Morris, his downfall has been that he takes, like, 60 shots a game this year. He's terrible when he against the Pacers, by the way. Uh, well, I guess the other day he was like, hey, I'm going to not shoot a billion times, and look what happened. 
Well, yeah, and he drove. When he took shots, he was driving and kicking out more. I think he only no, took, like, better. five shots. Good for him. True. Unselfish no. basketball at its finest. Honestly, and I think I think I said this a few weeks ago. It's a blessing in disguise, Marcus Smart's being hurt. I think an eight-man rotation is ideal. It's not because he's out, but it's just because someone is out that, like, it just – everyone gels better. So right, that's kind of case. unfortunate in that sense, and it could be complicated once he's back. Hopefully next series. It's not like – it could have been Rozier. It could have been any of the guys. But just one guy really had to go down for the – you know, like you are saying, for them to jail with each other, I guess. Yeah. Who else watched? We got – what are the takes? Connor, did you watch? Or at least you are aware of it. Uh-huh. Josh, what do you got? Connor's no, I was gone. just going to say, I'm looking through the recap right now because I didn't watch – but I like how they played that like extended 32 zone defense, little combo switch up on the perimeter. I like it. That's exactly what I was talking about. They basically about last just podcast. engulfed Giannis. Yeah, that's it's perfect. It's that's what well, they needed to do. I mean, it's not even like they they did what people traditionally do though, and just like give him all the space in the world though. They played him, and like yeah. that that was the big difference in terms of like rather than going the the Ben Simmons route where it's like okay, give him to five. Eight, I don't know, five to eight feet of space and just, like, dare him to shoot? Like, no. He actually was three for five from three, I believe. So it's like, he, he's not going to shoot that well the entire series. But I just thought that was interesting, though, that they played him straight up and just had a major help defense. I thought it was cool to see. And then That's- shout out to Al Horford. He played unreal, especially that one sequence where he had two blocks on Giannis. I just watched that. Uh, that shout out Brad Stevens. Yeah, I just think it's awesome, you know. They they definitely needed that like I think I compared it to like a 131 type style but collapsing when Giannis tries to drive or staying on out on the perimeter. So, I mean, it's a perfect game plan as long as, you know, Bucks aren't smart enough to try to do something else with another player. I, mean, I don't even know who they have. They have George Hill, it looks like. Middleton. Chris Middleton had a good game. He always kills um, it. I mean, that's why how Gasol on Brooke Lopez. Like, yeah, Lopez, Gasol. Oh, is that Beledso too? Yeah. Malcolm okay. Brogdon, I mean, although he's hurt. They could pick yeah, somebody. Hurt. No, Chris Middleton kills us. He he was he's still like nasty against the yeah. Celtics in particular. He just drills it. That's why like, I don't know. If they kick out to him open threes, he just buries them. It's not even a question. So that's not ideal. Um they're not as deep as they have been. Uh, Brooke Lopez actually didn't do much. Yeah, it looks like Aaron Baines played a ton. So that's well, he got hurt too. Oh, hey, uh, he got hurt. But he should be. Oh, fine. is that who you were talking about that got hurt? How no. do you how do you feel going forward now? Obviously, uh, winning one on the road there is a a steal. Yeah, it's I disagree be- with Paul Pierce, who says it's over. <laughs> yeah, then just look. Chill out there a little bit, Paul. We're, we're a pro Paul Pierce podcast, but at the same time, yeah, let's relax a little bit. The Bucks yeah, are man. the Bucks won sixty games for a reason. They're damn good. I'll stand with Paul. <laughs> it's over. My loyalty to Paul is is unmatched. No, I mean that's. I hope. Oh my god! Imagine that though. Imagine if they, they just swept them. They just don't make it. Yeah, yeah I don't. That would be when I say that it just sounds ridiculous, but I don't see it. There's going to be a game where no matter what the Celtics do defensively, Giannis is going to find a way. My player of the game, 
well, obviously, I don't know. Kyrie and Al. Al is probably the player of the game, realistically. Kyrie went off. Jalen Brown played really well. But low-key, Gordon Hayward, what a game. He was awesome. Everybody played great, it seems. Which is nice. Yeah, but, I mean, Hayward, just like in moments where Kyrie's off the floor, offense gets a little stagnant. He's moving the ball, and he's really playing the floor super well. He was just like, he was pretty efficient, too. Even just the little things, like that little dish he had to Jalen where he dunked over Giannis was a nice little draw the double team, dish it off to the cutter. Well, he just sees the floor so well. He's like our backup point guard, essentially. Which is, to be honest, I think I said that initially after the signing where it was like he's going to turn into like a Mano Ginobili type. He's a very good passer. Yeah. Especially for having like length and height. Obviously, he's not crazy long, but for a guy that could run the point, not too shabby. Right. I feel overall. How much I hate Brooks Lopez shooting three pointers. He's nasty. He's nasty no, I understand that, but it just looks disgusting. Wow, I hate He's when like cameramen make there. it look like someone's about to hit a ball 800 feet and it's like a fly out before the warning track. Sorry to interrupt. Really oh, grinding yeah, here. No, go on, Oliver. Yeah, the Celtics did that really well. Yeah. It's okay. That's yeah, how you stop pretty- Giannis. Warning track power. It's always got. <laughs> yeah, go on, Oliver. Yeah. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> All right, next on the docket, we have wow. the Boston Bruins. Oh, we have a lot to talk about here, huh? So oh, much to talk about. <laughs> now, they win game seven, then they win game one at home, looks good, and then they choke their brains out in game two. Um, yeah, you can probably find all the all of our tweets about it on Twitter.com <laughs> if you're yeah. looking for for a good recap. All, I think all three. Uh, I actually think Josh was live tweeting on his own account. Uh, I was. Yeah. I should have been tweeting from a pod account. Really, I just got to get in. No, Connor was giving us a hard time. That's all. <laughs> well, I was promised Bruins content, and they were like going to overtime. Was, and you guys, they're going to overtime. <laughs> and you guys are like top of the six, socks up four to two. And it's like, all right. I, <laughs> It's fucking April here, guys. Priorities. Like, I, I was not aware are, of that tweet until you said something. Bees <laughs> are going I mean. to OT here, but okay. I mean, I almost called Bergeron, like, getting that game winner a couple times. He was so fucking close. Like, you could, like I was, like, standing up, like, oh, my God, oh, my And, like, it was so frustrating. They just couldn't put it in. They had so many chances, like, especially in the first overtime, where they should have won that game. That's what I will say about the game, but it was like I tweeted out. It was like one of those long ass games. Like you hate to lose that, right. you hate it. Like because you, yeah, they have yeah, they're off tonight or yeah, they're off tonight again. They don't play till yeah. Tomorrow. yeah. I mean, they they have two nights off. I was gonna say you know exactly. It. You need it after that. Like the Red Sox, you know, they fortunately won the next game after that long one. And I'm not saying anything like that because that was fucking. But those long games suck. Especially in the playoffs, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, especially a series as physical as this right now, because Columbus plays oh, just man. like the Bruins do, where they're not afraid to, you know, hit into the boards, battle in the corners, dump the puck in deep, and go chase it. And uh, you know, two overtimes is catching up with the Bruins, or three overtimes, I should say, and uh, playing seven games. I mean, Columbus only had to play four. They they were rusty. They had ten games the first- on ten days off. Right, and you could tell they were rusty in the first period. The Bruins blew them out of the water in game one with, like, in the first period, like 20 shots to six, and yet they're only up one to nothing. And 
I think if they go up like three, four, nothing in the first period, this is a different series because maybe Columbus is like, oh shit, we don't belong. Uh, but they hung in there and Bobrovsky has made just like every conceivable big save you could imagine. He's let a couple easy ones though. I feel like go through. There's been a few of them where it's like, really? That's the one you give up, but then you make the sprawling, incredible save. Yo, like the okay. Bergeron, that, that the Bergeron one the other night. The overtime. Bobrovsky, like, trade-off. Oh, my. Those are probably two of the best saves I've seen in the past 10 years. No, like, true. Yeah, Rask has been. open Empty net, like, Tuca. Like, that was incredible. Right. Rask has been incredible as well. But, I mean, Bobrovsky is just like every time there's a. And it's like he's, I don't know, it's like normal shots. He Some of them slip in, but then it's always the ones where you're like, holy shit, there's a goal. And like you said, you're getting up on your feet, getting excited. Bobrovsky somehow gets something yeah. on it. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's the playoffs. Gold, hot goaltenders get, I mean, can carry teams pretty far. So I, you- I talked to Sam Hardiman the other night. He wonders if Columbus is going to be the L.A. Kings from a couple years ago where – Jonathan AC Quick just carried him. Right, eight yeah. seed goes all the way. Yeah, it easily could be. I mean, every wild card team won, correct? No, except for the Bruins. Yeah, Bruins are the only non, like the only. They're the only seed, higher seed. Higher seed. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's what I mean. Like the wild card one and the wild card two, like in each matchup. One. Is that right? Because the Bruins NHL playoffs except for the Bruins thing is so fucked up. The Bruins up, were the were the three seed. No, they're the two seed. Oh, and uh, who's uh, Toronto was a three. What's up with yeah, the bracket this year? Terms of the layout, isn't it? They, is that this is the second this year, year or last it. year? That's so it's I, awful. It's been a couple years like that. Yeah, that's yeah, annoying. This is the second or the third. I think it's the second year with it like this. But yeah, I think. Why? Right. What is the point? I don't. I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't know why they. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. No. No explanation, from Connor. And they just changed up all. I don't know. They changed up all the divisions. They made it like two divisions now instead of the usual. I think four before. So they made them super big divisions. But then basically, were like, it doesn't. I don't know. Winning your division didn't really matter anymore. I. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I. It'll be interesting to see what the Bruins do. They needed two nights off. Uh, and I think Oliver, you're the one who mentioned it before. Home ice is, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's not as big a deal as. Uh, it's weird in hockey. Yeah, like it matters. I think for the first five to ten minutes of a game, just because that home team can get the rush of the crowd, or like when they're when the crowd brings the energy after you know a good shift or after a goal or something. But other than that, it's kind of neutral. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. It's just yeah, it's just got a weird feel to it. Steve, any hockey takes? Yeah, Charlie Coyle. Charlie. Looking great. All right. boy. Thanks for the input. I'm still waiting for the Bruins to put Fuck together like, an entire <laughs> game. The third period of Game 7 against Toronto, they dominated. The first period mm-hmm. against Columbus in Game 1, they've dominated. Like, they can do that. They can go on stretches where it's like they are clearly and obviously the better team and maybe the best team left in the playoffs, but we have not seen that for a full 60 minutes or even close to that. It comes in stretches, but not consistently enough. And I mean, I, I don't know what happened to David Pasternak, but I, he was I, non-existent. Yeah, I texted the other group chat saying, "Did Charlie Coyle and Pasternak change bodies? Because they like it looks it was, like it." It was unbelievable because he would be like flying in to even get a rebound, and just nothing would happen. Like he just 
We either miss hit it, like deflect it wrong. Like I, I don't know. I no, like I don't think he's hurt. He's not. I mean, he give posture. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not a grinder. He's not a Bergeron or Marshawn that's going to go into corners and fight for a puck. And, I mean, he does his best in space and can make moves around people and can snipe it. But I mean, he's not a guy that's going to go battle for a puck and you know, rub, you know, rub elbows and get nasty with some guys. He does best when he's out in space. But you know, that's not really the Bruins' way, and that's not really playoff hockey. And he's, I think, you're kind of seeing that. It's Marshawn's way. That's that's about it. Yeah, Marshawn's been Marshawn's been quietly <laughs> actually just, really good. Playing, no, but he's actually playing disgustingly dirty. But I right. love it. Every love time it. he touches the puck, it's like he goes into a whole other gear <laughs> of like speed and quickness that no one else can really catch up to. I mean, he's just flying around like crazy. But you know, it's hockey. It's a weird sport where your best players are only on the ice for you know a third of the time. You know, it's I don't know. It's a weird sport like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I still have confidence they can get it done. I mean, they did it. They did this against Toronto. They were up and down. They had good games and then really bad games and then really good games and then really bad games. And it was almost like they could flip a switch when they wanted to, you know, be the two seed Bruins that we know they could be. And I think we'll see that again. It's just frustrating. And I mean, it's not like Columbus beat them handedly the other night. They got a power play, which. You know, Bergeron clearly tripped the guy, and then they get a rebound out in front. Rask can't really do much about that. That's just sometimes how it rolls. So, I don't know. It took two overtimes for them to beat us. It's not like it was a 4 nothing shutout. It wasn't anything easy. That's, no. Yeah. Columbus had – it could have easily gone the other way, and we're sitting here saying the Bruins are going up 2-0 going into Columbus. You know, is this a sweep or do we win in five? We're saying that's an ass-kicking, honestly, just the way the game went, I think. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Any chance that Pasta gets moved off the first line? He already did. Yeah, he did. For good, though? I saw he practiced with the third line. Is that like, that's it now? It's over? Uh, it's The first I'd line's say- now Marshawn, Bergeron, and Heinen. Damn. Okay. I'd say those second line. it's I'd- definitely going to stay that way just because of how they play. Yeah. Until he proves until he proves that he can. Yeah. I mean, he is that guy, though. I mean, he's just, he's hit a funk. I mean, and yeah, it sucks that so in the playoffs, but uh, he'll, he'll be. Let's see, who do they? Who would they have? They'd have either if it's Carolina, dude. He'll definitely be on the first line. Carolina is actually kind of fast, so I would love Bruins we'll Islanders, though. That'd be so much fun. Boston, would be fun. New York, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. No, you know what I kind of want? I kind of want like a. Carolina and Bruins game seven, where Carolina just fucks themselves and they wear the Hartford Whalers uniforms. Carolina's <laughs> never lost a game seven in their franchise history, though. I don't want to face them in game oh, seven. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah, like, that, I, I remember game seven against Carolina, but way back in like 2006, and the Bruins lost in overtime. And then I saw that the other night when they were going to play the Capitals in game seven. A little stat that said, that the Hurricanes have never lost in their front, like since they moved to Carolina, that mm. they've never lost a over or a uh, game seven in the playoffs. That's, That's crazy. scary to think about. It is weird that they're up two zero though. God's That's a Hurricane fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was good hockey talk. You guys want to talk some uh, NFL draft? Sure. To. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get our uh, draft nerd on the phone. Give him a call. Okay. Hey. 
Hey. Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear him? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're here. We're talking NFL draft. All right, sounds good. What do we got? How's it going, guys? I can't hear it. What up, Will? Yeah, you can't hear them. That's all right. I'll relay the messages if it's important. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Tell me to get on Discord. Uh, actually, I can uh, – I'll, I'll, I got an idea in a sec. First things first, Will, how'd the Patriots do? I think the Patriots did awesome. Like, top three out of all the teams. And Keel Harry was a great pick. Jawan Williams was a guy I actually like really liked before the draft. And I guess they wanted him at one, Jawan Williams. They were choosing between Harry and Williams, and they went Harry, but they ended up getting Williams too. So Pat said, "Awesome, happy with it." But uh, yeah, I can like join the Google hang- Hangout. If that's easier. We're in Discord. Do you have Discord? How do I access that? That's, <laughs> it's an app. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have it. All right, it's all right. I'm gonna put you up to the uh, to the headset when they have a question. Anybody want to ask them something? What do you think about the quarterback pick? Say it again. What do you think about the the quarterback pick in terms of uh, what direction they went in? You get that versus there are other options, and no, I don't yeah, know. Obviously, question. Daniel Johnson. Yeah, fall. I heard something about a quarterback. Yeah, what do you what do you think about the Patriots quarterback pick? Jared Stidham. I like the pick. I think it's a good value at round four because Stidham was supposed to be. I don't know if you guys. last year so he's got talent so i really like the pick he's got talent but the scheme at auburn probably wasn't right for him so i think like a season or two behind brady uh he could develop into a starter and if it doesn't work out all they lost was a fourth round pick it's not like they spent like a first or second or even a third round pick on him. so i think it's a good value at four what about the punter round five what was up with that <laughs> Who is it? A right-handed, right-footed punter. Yeah, a right-footed punter. I didn't, I, oh, that was yeah, a questionable move. Jake Bailey? Yeah, what was up with Yeah, that? yeah from Stanford, why? That. I don't know, like, I feel like Ryan Allen is a pretty good punter and everything, but I guess this guy Bailey is like a three-time academic All-American or something at Stanford, like, he must be a pretty bright kid, like, hard worker, so maybe they just want to bring that into the locker room and, like, see if he can beat out Allen for the job because they don't really have any holes so maybe they were just looking for character guys at that juncture hear me out big take what if they convert him to kicker well, yeah I'm sick of Gaskowski I'm sick of Gaskowski <laughs> what <laughs> what Jesus. why he's like a what? Hey, Robbie Gold oh my god like, leave the Niners. I can't yeah. hear him they were the Niners were pursuing Gaskowski in free agency so he was like, I don't even want to be on the Niners anymore. <laughs> Robbie Gold? Yeah. That's some, that's some drama going on. But yeah, I think the Pats all around had a good draft. Uh, is there anything you want to hit on particularly? What about, uh, just general standpoint, what was the worst pick of the first round and what was the best? Alright, so I'll start with the worst. I have two actually, so I think Rashawn Gary at twelve. Solely based on the fact this dude got a nine on the Wonderlic test. <laughs> 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 they didn't really get a bright player, and he, just throughout college, he didn't even produce. 
he was on the same team as uh, Chase Winovich, the guy that Pat's drafted in round three. And Winovich produced more in college than at Michigan than Terry did. So I don't like that pick for the Packers. And I think they kind of reached there. Montez Sweat was still on the board. I thought Montez Sweat could have gone there. So that's one pick I don't like. I kind of compare him to like Marcus Smith from the Eagles. A few seasons back, they drafted him late in the first. So I wasn't a fan of that pick. Or this is kind of a surprising one, Josh Jacobs at 24. I think the Raiders reached at him, just kind of wanted to get their running back, but I think they have other needs and should have addressed those needs. All right, what was the best pick? My favorite pick, I think the Broncos did a great job in the first round, picking up some extra picks. I think this, I think it was a good trade for both sides. The Steelers moved up, got Devin Bush. I like Devin Bush a lot. I think he's going to be a great fill-in for Ryan Shazier. So I like that pick a lot at 10, Devin Bush to the Steelers. But the pick I like more was Noah Font at pick 20 to the Broncos. I think this guy is like a monster. Like he's a tight end. He's kind of like the new prototypical tight end, like George Kittle type. But... He kind of reminds me of Aaron Hernandez, minus the uh, off the field issue. Too soon, dude. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, too soon. Right. But, yeah, what about Hawkinson? He likes him more than Hawkinson. Say that again, Gilly. We can't really hear. Um, also, Hawkinson. What are the? You, you would take Font over Hawkinson? Oh, uh, that's a good. That's a definite debate. But Hawkinson won't be as good as our receiver, but he can block. So it depends what you want on your tight end. So Noah Fah, you can split out at receiver and move him around like that and create mismatches, whereas Hawkinson is more of the prototypical tight end, put him in the three-point stance. And he can catch the ball not as well as Font, but he's solid in the receiving game, but he can definitely block a lot better than Font. So I guess that's what you're looking for. Okay. What about uh... – I don't know. My, here's my problem with Noah Fant is – he had a monster junior season for Iowa. This year he did not. And there's a lot of character issue. I shouldn't say a lot, but there's character issues there. He didn't really – he didn't try as hard, I'll be honest with you. He didn't play as hard as a senior. Um, and you're, you're right where you can split him out. He's kind of that wide receiver tight end hybrid. Uh, I would have still taken Hawkinson over Font just because he might not be the, the burner and speedster that – no offense is, but he can block and he can make the catches in tight windows that, that um, I don't know if Fant can. I don't know if Fant's willing to go across the middle like that. Hawkinson can, and he'll make those tough catches on third down that you need. But, uh, can't. but I, I don't think – no, I don't think Fant can. I don't think he's that type of player. I really don't. Uh, but that being still said, I still think TJ Hawkinson at eight is too high. I don't think he's worth that pick. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean – also, yeah, fuck Iowa. Didn't I see so, something? Iowa never had a first round pick before this. That's not true. I don't know about that. Actually, no. Robert Gallery was from Iowa. I feel like they've had to. Uh, I think Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf was from Iowa. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what about Dwayne Haskins? Chad Greenway. See a first round? Dwayne Haskins. I don't know. Uh, I think it was a good pick. Good value at 15. They didn't trade up for him. They didn't give up a bunch of picks for Haskins. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is a different story. I mean, that's definitely got to be a topic of conversation. Like, 
that's a reach at six for sure. Daniel Jones. I mean, it's not even like I like Haskins that much more, but I don't really think it's a great quarterback draft. And to pick Daniel Jones at six for the Giants, Josh Allen uh, on the board. That's what made it puzzling. Sure. Right. But I guess yeah. they got their guy. So yeah, Gilly said, especially with Josh Allen on the board there for the Giants. Yeah, that's the thing. Teams, I feel like teams don't understand that you need a team almost before you have a quarterback. It's like teams think as soon as they get like their quarterback of the future, they're going to start winning 11, 12 games. It's like, no, you have to – even if they got Ed Oliver at nine, Ed Oliver fell to pick nine. Josh Allen fell to pick seven. Like You could have gotten either one of those guys at six and then potentially gotten Jones at 17. And if not, then like – you miss out on Daniel Jones. It's not like you're missing out on Andrew Luck or someone like that. Shout out to the Bills yeah, for Ed Oliver. Gilly said shout out Bills. It's a good pick. Great pick at nine. Great pick at nine. I also I'll throw in that I want to shout out the Falcons. I think the Falcons had an interesting draft. Their first two picks were Chris Lindstrom at pick 14 who was a guard, and that was, like, the most surprising pick for me. And then he's Caleb a, McGarry. He's a beast, though, 31. Isn't, isn't that guard a beast? Yeah. I, mean, I think he's a, he's going to be a good player. Like, I think they knew who they were getting. Like, they were going to be getting a solid guard, but it's not like he should have gone pick 14. It's like, it was a surprise for him to go at pick 14. But I think the Falcons just, like, saw, like, a late first, early second round talent and were like, all right, like, we want this guarantee. We're going to get him. And then they went on later and got an offensive tackle. So you can tell that they're really prioritizing protecting Matt Ryan and run blocking. So I found that pretty interesting. What do you got to say, Josh? No, I was just going to say I absolutely pick. I wanted to chastise everything about the this. Um, I think the the defensive stuff that the Falcons went through last year with all the injuries, there's a lot of uncertainty, and I thought they should have gone after another corner. But after watching video on this guy, he is the best, like, uh, I don't know, different people call it different types of blocks, but like, uh, like Connor, it's a perfect Wednesday block. You know, you, you, you get oh, off yeah. to... You get off to the backer, you know, go second level on guys. You know, he has such good, um, uh, you know, feet, quick, like quickness and, and awareness to get off of a block, a help block and get to the next level. And I think, you know, the it'll help the interior pass game um, and the, you know, the, the traps that they run out of the gun all the time with, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman. It's he's going to be great for them, and I, I I don't second guess it now. Like I actually love the pick after watching some film on the guy. I like it too because you look at what the Colts did last year. They went out and spent draft capital on an offensive line, and that turned them into a physical uh, playoff team. So I I mean that's where football starts is all up front and in the middle. You got to build your team from the inside out. Oh, yeah, let's can- go, Hogs. Conditional, <laughs> a perfect conditional blocker. That's the word I was looking for. All right, Will. Before we let you go, steal the draft and bust the draft. All right. So I got steal the draft. Round six, wide receiver out of NC State, Kelvin Harmon got drafted by the Washington Redskins. I thought he was a round two talent. Like I thought he could have went 
I thought we could have taken him at pick uh, 32 over Ankeel Harry, but he fell to round six. I'm not Ooh. sure the reason why he fell, but that's my steal. Damn. Bust of the draft. I could be, like, basic right now and say Daniel Jones. Like, I don't think he's going to be let's good. Get creative. But, like, I'm getting creative. Don't worry. All right. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. Not high on Josh Jacobs. Not high on Josh Jacobs, what do you think I think. Of, what's the Patriots guy's name? That he's He was another running Damian back. Damian Harris. Yeah. Damian Harris? Yeah. Uh, I, I think Jacobs is a solid back. I think Harris is a solid back, too, but I don't think either of them are first-round talents. I think Harris is a good compliment to Sony Michelle. If Sony goes down, I don't want Rex Burkhead carrying the ball. The ball 10 to Whoa, what? What? Damian Harris. That's what? I'm sorry. He only won the AFC Championship game for you. <laughs> He's my least favorite player on that team. I don't even care. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> This is outrage. You've caused turmoil here. Good. I'm a big Pats fan. Honestly, I'll back up most Pats players, but Rex Burkhead is not one of those players. Connor's putting on his Rex Burkhead jersey right now. You can go check it out on the stream afterwards. (laughs) All right. And before I go, I like to have one one big take. All right. Lay it on us. (laughs) Chopsticks are never more efficient than forks. Uh, that's a hard disagree, but we'll... I love chopsticks. I'm, I'm with chopsticks you, Will. Guy. No. I am not. He's what? saying he's, they're no, not. Josh, you're on my team. He's anti-chopsticks. You're team chopsticks. Oh. I thought... Uh, well, he's on a phone. Who the Never. fuck cares? All right. <laughs> All right. See you. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Uh, I want to hear rebuttal wearing the jersey. Absolute outrage. My phone's about to die, so I have to cut him off. Uh, that was good, though. What about so? What do you guys think about the draft as a whole? Can I just say something <laughs> quick? Absolutely. Uh, DK Metcalf, okay, falling to the third round. What uh, a pick! Steal for the Seahawks. Awful. No. Oh, what? No. What? No. All DK Metcalf does. Bust. You will ever see in this. I'm with first, first I'm of with all, you. first of all, he's on the seat. He's a third round pick, so like the bust potential there well, is not really what it could have been. If he was like a top ten pick, there's well, a lot more pressure. It was going to be really bad if it was at the end of the. But I'll tell you that much. Second of all, credit Pete Carroll for taking his shirt off. That's that's <laughs> all, that is awesome. All that DK Metcalf really does basically is run fast and straight line. And Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's arguably the best deep ball thrower in the league. I think if there's a fit that's a there, big take. what he is? No, I agree with that. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm he drops you. dimes to freaking. Paul Richardson, give me a break. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, best. I, I'm going to say the best deep pass thrower in the league. DK Metcalf, he's going to be an over the top threat. I think if there's a perfect fit, that was it. I'm with Oliver. He is going I to love be, that pick for the Seahawks. I'm drafting he's going Metcalf to need to and find his team. He's going to be on like three different teams in five years. And you know what? I, I'm going to compare him to Aguilar. The reason why Nelson Aguilar was. Straight line, vertical speed, could throw the ball to him wherever you wanted it. But when he got to the NFL, it just didn't correlate. So it took him a couple of years before he got into the groove of how to find space in the NFL. And I think DK Metcalf has to go through the same exact like thing because he it just won't work out. I, I, mean, I, see, I, I see him more um, 
as like a juju guy. I'm not saying uh, receiver type, but I'm saying in terms of success, like Juju is a guy that kind of slipped in the draft um, from what I remember, and he came out booming. So I think he's going to kind of be like Juju. A lot of teams are going to regret passing up on DK. I'm also on the, the DK train. I have no, not. I don't see it. For where yeah, they, see it. for where they got him, for what team? He doesn't need to. On that's what I'm saying. On the Seahawks, they're just gonna say, "Hey, DK, run a post. DK, run a go." That's yeah, all there's a match for is Russell Wilson. You understand that, like a a post, you have to have like some spatial awareness. You can't right. just like beat somebody over the top. Like you got to find be able the space. You're not Randy Moss. It's not. No, you you can't. Yeah, he's not Randy Moss. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, we're acting like the guys never played football. Before, come on. No, he's built like Sean 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 Sean. Sean. I'm not. Runs like Tom Brady. Yeah, right. <laughs> Worse than Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> like I said, like I said, Nelson Aguilar did great last year. I mean, he did. He was pretty good, but it took him a couple of years to get that way. And, See, and that's all I think. It's he's not going to break out right away. The things that DK Metcalf excels in are things that you can't teach. You yeah, can't physical. teach speed, you can't teach height, you can't teach strength, you can't teach any of that shit. You can teach a guy, I'm not saying he's going to become an excellent route runner, you can teach a guy how to run a post route. You can if teach a guy out, how to run a comeback. Sure you can yeah. teach someone to have strength. Yeah, you fucking give oh, him get a protein weight shake. Room. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> can you teach a guy to run faster? Can you teach a guy to be... Yes. What is it? You can't yes, teach you somebody can. to run faster, dude. Yes, you break. absolutely can. I did it on a high school football team. No, but there's a no. the slowest and, kid and, on the... No, come on. Uh, yeah. They're no, intangibles. I'm telling you, you They're intangibles. No. You can make you need, a guy... You, you need can, the body for you know, it. You can slim a guy down and make him faster from what he was, but when you're at that level of professional athleticism... You don't just teach a guy to run faster. He is what he yeah. is. Everyone's got a capacity. A kid that's 5'8 isn't going to be as quick in a, uh, a 40 as a, a dude like DK Metcalf. Quick, you know so. I mean? just... quick to get to a certain point on the field or quick to cut on a – there's two different forms of quickness here. You're right, and that's so... why Wes Walker is a different player than DK Metcalf. Like <laughs> Those little guys are but not going to have the same speed. games. But what you're saying is speed is speed. You mean Julian Edelman, right? So Yeah, like vertical <laughs> No, I'm talking about a whole famer, Wes Walker. <laughs> oh. Oh. People are really trying to get me fired up tonight. <laughs> Any other uh, draft takeaways? A lot of Metcalf talk. We should, yeah. Let's talk about There's a lot more to cover. Yeah. Can we talk about the disappointment that was the Patriots not taking Hunter Renfro? I know. I know. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he went to the Raiders, you, know, you know he's going to be on the Raiders for like two years, and then the Patriots Raiders. are going to trade a sixth-round okay. pick for him, and Hunter Renfro is going to be – and then teach him, how to, <laughs> teach him how to be faster and quicker. <laughs> Hunter, oh, Hunter Renfro. Hear how you're going to be tall. Hunter Renfro is 28. 28? 23. Well, he was a I mean, he was at Clemson for 10 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> it seemed like a long time. Yeah, he dabbled in the Padre system for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 17 yeah. career pinch at home runs. I, I think the Steelers got a uh, deal in uh, Benny Snell Jr. too. I mean. Here's a question for you. Who would have the better combined war in terms of athletes that have the same name as another athlete in a different sport? Matt Barnes and Matt Barnes, Hunter Renfro and Hunter Renfro. I'm going with the Hunters there. I'm going with Matt I Barnes. Matt Barnes, yeah. 
Yeah, it's close. <laughs> just curious. Yeah, basketball. There's basketball a cu- for Derek, Derek Fisher. There's a couple of Derek Fishers too. Is there? Yeah, one? you're right. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Well, I think we stumbled on this. Baseball Derek Fisher kind of sucks, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he's kind of he's been he's been lackluster. Yeah. Cool. What about uh? What else we got? Oh, I mean, Connor and I were talking about um Nikhil Harry, and the more more I read about him and kind of see like clips of him and stuff, I, the better I feel about it. But initially, initial reaction, especially Connor pointed out, it's not really a Patriots pick. It's not in at terms all. of the type of receiver that he is and the intangibles that he brings. Agreed. No. Things that you can teach, I guess, like. Uh, blocking at the receiver position, but he doesn't do that well, correct? Like all those little things that typically the Patriots look for yeah. seem to not really Belichick. take place. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it's like Belichick's biggest thing about receivers. He could care less really how you catch the ball, how you run with it. It's all about blocking for him. So it's also the I was a little surprised when receiver. Mel Kuyper said, like, oh, he could work on that. I'm like, wait, what? Belichick <laughs> took a receiver that's not great at blocking? It's the <laughs> first wide receiver they've taken in the first round under Belichick. Right, but then, like, I thought, I told Gilly this, too, I thought back to, like, Sony Michelle last year, we were all sitting here saying the same thing, like, wait a minute, like, Lawrence Maroney came back into our heads of, like, being a bust, and I'm sure with Harry, we're all thinking, like, Chad Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm blanking, Aaron Dobson, and uh, Bethel Johnson, but, yeah, uh, but, I don't know. Maybe Belichick's figured it out. Maybe he's got. Maybe he's actually got some. I think they pretty much looked, saw what they had in Josh Gordon last year, and fell in love with it. And basically, were like, "All right, let's go draft another Josh Gordon." And that's Nikhil Harry. He's kind of built the same as Gordon, and mm. pretty much the same fast. talent. I was gonna say, no he's, he's, no, he's not as fast. But I'm just saying, like being that yeah. big guy that yeah. can play outside the numbers. And if Brady is in trouble, just chuck a fifty-fifty ball up there, and he'll try. He'll do his has to go and get That's it and more times and not come down with it. That's what I've noticed about him is he fucking goes up for everything. He Can't, And he catches a lot of them, too. He's a really also, good jump ball guy. I want the phone recording of Belichick and Herm Edwards' conversation about <laughs> Nikhil Harry. That. Oh, I need that, too. <laughs> like, just Bill just being like, hey, Herm. Hey, Bill! Like, I don't know. I, I don't do a good Herm Edwards, but you get it. <laughs> Herm Edwards compared him to Des Bryant. I think that's a little aggressive, especially right off the bat to compare someone to you know Des. But um, if you can get some resemblance of that in the next couple of years, I think we got something here. Wait, did Herm compare him to Des? That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh well, of course he did. That helps his recruiting. I mean, that doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, he's you know he's telling every Arizona State kid or kid that's you know visiting Arizona State, I can turn you into the next Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Hello, we play to get you in the draft. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good term. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that. Oh, Shane right, dropped right, his right. Uh, well, what's he, what is he going to do though? It's like, is he going to compare to a player he's actually seen play? Is he going to say, oh, he's the next Santana Moss? Like, no. Next Lavernius Coles. <laughs> Wayne Corbett. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. He reminds me of C- Curtis Conway. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Who?" Oh, never mind. Oh, what else we got? There's, there's so much to touch upon. I think Chase Winovich converts to linebacker. I love the Winovich. I think he's going to be seen- like, a high, like a Ninkovich type guy, right? Right. He's going to be I mean, the perfect Patriot. Yeah. He won't like make a ton of. I was going to say he might be the best defensive Patriot of all time. 
Dude, what's going on? Why not? You heard it here first. How dare you scoff at Ted Johnson's name like that? <laughs> Andy Katz and the Moyers rolling over in his grave. Gary Guyton cries one tear. Eugene Wilson continues living his life because he knows he's not in the conversation. Eugene Wilson? Do you not remember him? Oh, God. Yeah, wow. See you in my nightmares. To Bucky Jones? Is that code for Gene Wilson? I actually had. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, I actually had a T. Bucky Jones jersey. I love that guy. Wow. What a great I made a Dalius Thomas jersey. If we're talking I little. needed to Ron Harmon. I do not have an Ellis Hobbs. <laughs> Who's your least favorite Patriot of all time? Connor. Ellis Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation, huh? Nope. Not one. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, the perfect season's only hanging in the balance, and what does he do? Slip and fall, and Plaxico Burst is wide open in the end zone. Christ almighty. <laughs> if you're gonna hate fucker. anybody from that game, you have to hate David Tyree. Yeah, but I mean, I hate David Patriots. Tyree too. But I'm okay. just saying, okay, I, yeah. true, I true, already true. didn't true. like Ellis true, Hobbs. True, true. That just cemented it. Okay, fair enough. He was like he was Kyle Arrington before Kyle Arrington. Least favorite Patriot? I forgot yeah. he was a Patriot. Oh I don't my. know. I have a lot of Red Sox guys I hate. Not Patriot, a lot, though. but like, I off the top of my head. Uh, who did I hate? I I have no idea off the top of my head. I think Adelius Thomas is up there for me, personally, because that just made us stay away from free agents for such a long time, <laughs> and it just made free agency not fun. Yeah, Bill realized it wasn't worth it, which yeah. as a fan is just like lame. I don't know. I, 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 no I can't comment. even. I can't even think of another one. I just hate it. That much. I feel like there have been some really bad old linemen in those weird years. Like, there's got to be like an old lineman from like 2013 that I just fucking hated for being terrible. I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Like Ross Hotchstein or whatever his fucking name was. <laughs> hey, easy there, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker like Jones, him? Nebraska legend. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Hey, he's from small town Nebraska too. He's from around here, so you don't right. take it easy. Who, it's who pronounced, also, pronounced Hochstein. <laughs> Does he sing, or is it another O lineman like that? It's like one O lineman of that time that would was a singer too. Hold on, I think it was him. How do you spell? Oh, it? you know who I hated? Austin Collie. He was here for a little bit. I hate Austin Collie. Why? Reggie Wayne? Don't know. I mean, his brain was scrambled eggs when we got him, so. <laughs> kind of tough to hate on him. Albert Shout Hainsley. out to Joey Galloway as well. He, and he did, make that, he, did make yeah. a, uh, he did make a catch on fourth down in that Saints game, uh, the Ken Brawl Tompkins Saints game. He made a fourth down conversion, so, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> Guy doesn't know his name anymore, but, you know. I was a big, I was a big Stephen Ridley guy. That didn't end well either. I didn't like. Uh, yeah, I never. I could never get around Ridley. He just fumbled too much for me. You know what? One of my least favorites because of the aftermath of it. Brandon Spikes. What he oh, said about no, the Patriots. Yeah, is just, no, I know, but what he said about the Patriots just awful. In terms yeah, of I mean, and stuff. Come on. Yeah, he came back, got a DUI, ditched his car on ninety-five. <laughs> 
Oh, Rohan Davy. I never liked Rohan Davy. Yeah, screw him. The yeah, old Madden suit. Yeah. You giant you know shoulder pads and whatnot. Get out of here. Yeah, Jamie Collins is this freelancing. Come on. Get that garbage <laughs> out of here. <laughs> How do you guys feel as Patriots fans about Asante Uh, I like him still. I appreciated him, but he's like, he kind of pisses me off now. Flash in the pan. <laughs> Flash. What could have been? Oh, oh, he, had a couple of, he had a couple of good years. Oh, I hate Rache Caldwell. Yeah, God damn it. Oh, <laughs> his <laughs> eyes fucking. What? Dude, oh Rache Caldwell was dope. What? His eyes were Whoa. so annoying to when? look. He was their best receiver in 09. Yeah, I don't 08? like Rache Caldwell. Yeah. Was that he year? was wide in the AFC Championship game in 2006. He was like standing wide open and he dropped it. Yep. I could I like never him. forgive him for that. I did like him up to that point, though, I got to say. I, I can't say I hated him all, the whole way. Jabbar Gaffney uh, was a low key, one of my favorite Patriots. Dude hey, made clutch hey, catches. David Boston. All he did. Ooh, Boston, yeah. Wait, yo, but did you know that Rashad Caldwell's in jail right now? For, uh. It was drug trafficking. Hold on. You know I another Patriot him. I hated while he was here, and I'm sad that I had to, but I, I yeah, had to, was uh, Chad Ochocinco. He was so bad. He was just yeah, terrible. He Terrell yeah. Owens was a Bengal. It's true, and a Bill, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I remember true. the Bills thing, but that that Ocho <laughs> thing is that the fame game that year that they got Natty. I almost bought a Cincinnati To jersey, and it just reminded me of it. Speaking of To, I won a mascot race this winter, and uh, my celebration when I won was I ran out onto center court and stood on the logo with my <laughs> arms spread wide, looking up to the ceiling. <laughs> and, he, and we did it for like a bunch of like elementary school kids who like came to the games that day. And I later realized that they probably did not understand that reference whatsoever. Cause I even like, I sent the video of it to my little sister who's like in college. And she, I was like, did you appreciate this TO celebration? She's like, I, she's like, what, what's TO? And I was oh, like, no. and I was like, I showed her the video she, of like him standing on the star and everything that happened. She's like, yeah, I never knew that happened. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Lost you want to feel old. There you go. You should have just done Fortnite dances. That would have gotten you. That's what they out. wanted me to do. <laughs> they like kept telling me names of dances. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm just going to do the T.O. thing and hopefully <laughs> hopefully another mascot like re- re- knows what I'm doing and recreates it and comes over and like, you know, Blows me up at midcourt. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All out brawl. Yeah, no, it would have been. I would have been like, you get it, dude. I wouldn't even been mad. I'm like, you understand what I was doing. That would be fantastic. I'm disrespecting the Tyson Events Center. In the event of a brawl, would you leave your your uh, like top of your head on, or would you just like take it off and start swinging? Uh, about that? I don't know. I might put it back on for protection. Okay. Yeah. My head did fall off during the race. <laughs> oh, bad. Tons of like, children's guard. Yeah. Like, my, it came off, and I, like, actually turned around, and, like, I looked at the guy who pushed it off. He's like, what the fuck? And I put it back on and just kept going. Did you hear screams in the crowd? <laughs> I don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> blacked People out do tell time. you, don't they? You've got a face for a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> And for radio. I've already made that joke about the radio. <laughs> That's a good joke. All right, Michael. <laughs> you're, what are you? You're beating me in fantasy right now? So you're, yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> Who's the uh, real winner? You. 
Oh, guys, I know you had a busy night, uh, busy weekend with, like, Avengers and Game of Thrones and all that stuff, but let me tell you. we gotta talk Game of Thrones. Uh, before we get there, and before we talk to the Red Sox, I wanted to talk about this, Connor, before I knew you were coming on, but the ending to yours and James's matchup last night was fucking intense. I was sweating for you. It was crazy. I checked at one point, you were up by, like, 20-some points. Carrasco. Uh-oh. Blew it. Blew it. Let's up an it. absolute moonshot over the train station, and now it's a yeah. four-point game. George Springer at bat, what's he do? He's a hits a single, minus one. Uh, what was it? Yeah, minus one for you, it, plus two for James. It also it did not help me that the Cubs Diamondbacks <laughs> game went to, like, the 16th inning, and David yep. Peralta got, like, 10 extra at-bats to finally piece together a base hit and a run score. Yeah, not, so not only was that, there was, was like, two strikes on David Peralta, two down. He bloops, like, a line drive into center. <laughs> It's the D-back string together, a little rally, <laughs> and then it ends up being you lose by one point and not David Peralta scoring on a two-out rally in the bottom of the 15th inning. Unreal. What a shame. That's fucked. Oh, that was Yeah, not happy about it. <laughs> Good memories there, Oliver. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it hurt. <laughs> wow. Tough way to go. Enough, same record as Oliver, one and three. Yeah, yeah what tough do you way know? to go to one and three. <laughs> I'm 0-3 since I, uh, you know, made fun of Oliver for starting 0-1 and me 1-0. and That's fair, I guess. I'm sitting here with the most points against in the league, so I am holding on to that until I realize my team's trash. Play better D. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we feel about the Red Sox? Terrible. Yeah. What Steve said. Okay, bad, cool. dude. that was our uh, Red Sox minute. Yeah, we deserve that. that, and that's what they deserve. Yeah. What are you going to point out, Oliver? I saw that in the notes. You're going <laughs> to point out. I, I had a rough day yesterday, all right, Gilly? I was down by 100. The Red Sox were on the, you know, the Chris Sale. That's up a bomb in the first inning. Down by 100 points. It wasn't a good Sunday, all right? You can't pick a team name. It's all crossed my mind. You can't pick a, a team name. I change my team name every three days because... Nothing's sticking. Nothing's making me win. So you wouldn't last a week as an Orioles fan. Yeah, just just get, get, get a new debit card. Uh, that'll, change <laughs> that'll, that'll set the tide straight. You couldn't handle it. But at it's least already, the Sox uh, showed signs of life today. Hey. hey, at least I watch a game. Steve don't even watch a freaking game. What do you think I'm doing right now? Playing Mortal Kombat or some shit. MLB The Show. All right, I can't good. fucking watch the Red Sox because shout out PlayStation View. Fuck PlayStation View, they're cucking me right now. Dude, I don't know. So frustrating. Steve drops Erod after one inning of bad work. Picks up his double. It's not start. even like the Red Sox are just like losing close games. Their run differential is like terrible. Yeah, I saw is. that today. They're the bottom. They're bot one of the bottom three teams in the league in run differential. Usually, that's a sign that you're just not good. David Price is the only One's ERA a- under five, right? The only ERA under six. That's bad. It's true. David Price is good. David Price, David is, Price is good. The t-shirts don't lie. T-shirts never lie. I have one of those t-shirts. Yeah, same here. I kind of wanted to buy one of those and then get like an iron-on because David Price is good at Fortnite. <laughs> Be a hot seller. I'm still at like a probably... Two out of ten concern level, just because they're too good to be this bad. 
it's just annoying to for them not to be good after getting. Are spoiled. they though? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty worried. Not gonna lie. I mean, it's like I thought it would have turned around by now. I still feel fine. Explore cities and still alive. Jump so, on the X's bandwagon. <laughs> so do we just pick a random sports team like everybody else is doing? And do another nope. segment about them? No, I still yeah. feel fine about the like. It's frustrating to watch them stink, but if uh, I like I said, the pitching has been pretty good lately. They'll be all right. The uh, hitting fucking... has not been, and they're going to hit. So They're going to hit. They're going to be like a 90-win team. They're not going to fucking be – they're not going to be blowing any records out this year. They're just going to be all right. What's yeah. the long-term plan for Chavis? It's uh, – so At least that for the rest of this year. I, I, Sorry. Okay, not was, even like okay, long-term, okay. long-term. Oh. I mean Th- like – This year? Yeah. I think Like he's... when Pedroia gets back, when Yunez is healthy again, what are we looking at? All right, so here's what I say. Uh, this is my take. Pedroia should play like two games rest, two games rest, at least to start. Maybe one game rest, off and on, you know, every other day or, you know, two games, like I said. Just to make sure he's ready. Like, clearly the knee still nagging him a little bit, which stinks because when he's able to play, he's a damn good ball player, right? This is what me and Gilly have been harping on. If he's healthy, he's going to produce. However,. Chavis is too good right now to sit him, so you got to play him somewhere. Steve Pierce stinks right now. Mitch Moreland, he's hitting like 150 the last uh, two, three weeks. First base is where he's playing tonight, so I think there's a spot there. Although Devers is one of your hotter hitters, or you know more consistent hitters at this point. Um, maybe if you're facing a lefty. Uh, Bench Devers. Devers sits since he can't feel the routine ground ball. If that's even a conversation of benching Devers. No, no, you're not. Against lefties. Fucking trade him, I don't think you're benching him, though. I think it's just a temporary solution. I don't know, man. I I don't like it. Or, you know, I'm personally more in favor of sitting Pierce and playing Chavis at first against lefties and keeping Devers in. I think that makes more sense. I think that's what's going to happen, too. Because Pierce... I mean, you might as well trade Pierce at that point. The guy's a Literally a platoon to hit lefties. And Nobody's he, he's not hitting lefties. Thing, this Maybe year. Can Kelly got cash. Can... I think there's a good chance he, he's just DFA. He's DFA. Here yeah, pretty soon. I'm seeing that yeah. coming. Unfortunately, because obviously yeah. what he did last year was awesome, but you know, or DFA or like you know, an IL stint with a little rehab assignment to get him tuned up or something. I don't know, but it's interesting. I just don't think you can take Chavis out of the lineup right now. Yeah, no way. He's here to stay. They, they gave him number 23. He's sticking around. Or I think he can play D. That's my biggest thing. Who, Chavis? But, like, he hasn't, been, he hasn't been awful, though. Like, he's been... No, but they're he's... they're pulling him at the end of games. If you guys are watching. Well, he's it's never like, played you know. second base, really. Prior so, the game now. I was at... So, uh, Xander had taken a throw from Vasquez on a steal, right? And I don't think Xander was supposed to be covering the bag. So, I'm, like, watching this from the monster it on me because it was like you know panning away but like <laughs> Xander like poked Chavis and then slapped him in the glove as Chavis was kind of like going over to mingle with him after the out and then like 
Xander turned and threw it to Devers, and Devers just like went, oh, I don't know. Like, I wasn't supposed to be covering the bag. And so it's like, I don't know how bad it is, but like, I don't know if Chavis knows what he's even doing that second. That's why they're bringing in Lynn. It's yeah. not, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Not great in that sense. I don't know. Maybe first base is the answer. It could Especially be, or it could be a, uh, if we're talking future, future, like next year, future, it could be a uh, Devers to first base, Chavis at third base solution. One or the other. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. I, I would think you'd put Devers at first base because I'm pretty sure Chavis is a, you know. You know av- one av- thing we need to talk about, is yeah. it Chavis? Chavis or I don't Chavis? Know. I think it's Chavis. I think Chavis. it's Chavis. Chavis? I think it's Chavis, but Chavis just I think happens. I think I've said both probably ten times already tonight on the podcast, so. Chavis. All right, we'll go with Chavis. Sam Chavis. Sam Chavis. That's <laughs> <laughs> a mix of the two. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you guys um, want to talk your Game of Thrones? Go ahead, have at it. Oh boy! Oof, what Whoa. are your thoughts? Hold on, should we give like people like a few moments if they haven't seen it? Spoiler alert! Spo- uh, like- no, because if you haven't watched it by now, Tuesday, then you're not really you don't care enough. So go. We've all seen it on Twitter too. You know what I mean? That's true. All right, that's enough spoiler time. Yeah, so. yeah people know. People know. Okay. Arya killed the Night King. There you go. <laughs> Alright, oh, no. I didn't Yo. see that tweet by everybody. <laughs> I was totally Sorry team to making to you guys. I'm pretty upset about it. I was too, but I have a theory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save it because it's gonna it's gonna blow some minds. But I don't know. I I don't know how I felt about the episode because it was a good one. Um, I mean, it was just so hyped. It, it almost felt like it was gonna be tough to even meet like expectations just because it was so incredibly hyped with everything before it, like, oh, it's the longest episode in Game of Thrones history, it's the longest battle in, like, TV movie history. history. Right, yeah. like, it's better than Helm's Deep, it's bigger than Helm's Deep, it's huge. So, like, we were going in thinking this is going to be just one mind-blowing experience. I think it was really, really good. Uh, I mean, I, I think you're just going to obviously kind of be let down anyways, just because it didn't, it wasn't, like, the awesome, amazing thing that... Was, in the moment, know, it was incredible, though, right? No, it was. Like, that was. I was on the edge of my just, seat. Like, surreal. Just like the, right. I, I felt like everything, like the world is literally still for an hour and a half last night. Right. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and like couldn't believe it was already over by the time it got there. No. Yeah. Uh, it was a quick one. Yeah. So. That I just, I don't know. For Game of Thrones, like it's a show that's broken our hearts so many times and like always expect the unexpected just when you think you're going to get out of it happy it breaks your heart at the last second and it didn't really happen last night which is weird and it's i'm not sure how true. to feel about it yeah. right and i and right i agree though. with that i don't think so and but i don't know there were too many heroes that came out of it like how did brianne survive how did jamie survive how did, how did sam, sam survive sam, sam's lying on the ground half the time john literally left him to die he's like yelling for me he's like john and john looks at me he's like nope see you dude like, I don't know how Sam survived. He's laying in a heap of bodies. Just yeah. Like, he's going to be Damn king, it. that's why. No. And somehow Leanna oh. Mormont dies. Like, I mean, that was a cool way for her to go out. But... That was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It was... Uh... Did you hear that I... she was supposed to literally be just, like, a single scene character? And then right. after they saw that little girl, they're like, no. 
we need to like get her in more some, expand her role a bit. Yeah, right. I like that, I, and I don't know. It was just weird to me that we've been like building up. They've been building up the White Walkers as this threat since the be- like literally beginning of the show. They've like ended some seasons on the White Walkers are coming. And then halfway through their final season, there's one big battle, and all of a sudden they're all gone. I don't know. It seems too good to be true. That's yeah. uh, even though I don't watch the show, I kind of got the sense that the Night King is basically Snoke from Star Wars. It's just a huge buildup, right. and then they kind of just kill them without. Anything. In the same way, too. Yeah. Well, they did the lightsaber drop with Arya with the knife. Yeah. The yeah exactly. So wow. True. But wow, I have a theory wow, about. Wow. I have a theory about all that. Later. Wait, uh, real quick. The dude's I want to know your guys' thoughts. He's a fucking sorcerer. I, it's hard to believe that he doesn't have a backup plan. You know what I mean? Does I mean, he all have the it generals, somebody else? That's what all. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, before you get into that, though, I I heard a kind of. This isn't really a, a theory per se on like the actual uh, Thrones talk, but just like a general idea on the the series as a whole. That George R. R. Martin was just kind of holding back information, and he wants to do what he's going to do with the books, and that's why he kind of gave a, a loose baseline, but really isn't giving the the whole story to the writers of the show, hmm. which is interesting, interesting in terms of like a kind of a selfish move to be like, I want to preserve and end this the way I want to. Oh my God, Kyle Lowry just tried to nutmeg Tobias Harris with twenty seconds left in the game. <laughs> What's <the score? laughs> that was unreal. <laughs> It didn't work, but no. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting thought, though, because it, it does it, – I feel like George R. R. Martin wouldn't write it like that. No. But but that's that's where there's – and I don't know, because last season of Game of Thrones, like season seven, was like just a, a ton of fan service, and I hope that's kind of not where they're going to because, yeah, they are ahead of the books now, and like the books were set up in such a way that it broke your heart every time, whereas the – the movie or the show is kind of like since they've gone past the books, it hasn't been quite as gut wrenching, I guess. What if that's the twist? <laughs> right when we or after we are so uh, kind of used to the fact that they would be just punching us in the and that's, gut and losing all these characters, and now and, it's like the unpredictable is us actually keeping them. And, <laughs> like, and, and I agree with that because, like, everything they've done, there's been so many people that have been able to correctly predict. Like everything, like oh, okay, we're on you now, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, like when Jon Snow died, everyone knew who's coming back. Basically, Jon like, Snow died. Last week, when they're like, "Don't worry, the crypts are safe," everyone was like, "Oh, that means they're not yeah, safe." Like that's right. In other seasons, that might have been a surprise. We're like, "Whoa!" Like that, I didn't see that coming. Now we're like, "Okay, yeah, that we we see this coming a mile away. Something's going to happen in the crypts this episode." So I think they're. It's almost like they're intentionally like putting the carrot in front of us like oh you guys are smart huh and then they're gonna pull it away at some point and it's gonna blow our minds i mean that was a little underwhelming though obviously the crypts were duper safe but it wasn't like it was like oh my god it's a, a bloodbath i mean i also get to where else are they gonna put them like there's yeah. nowhere else to put them but yeah exactly no. i mean you, you wait before you get to your castle. theory though what are the yeah, no, go ahead. in terms of like other thoughts throughout the episode Melisandre was the low-key MVP. She was the Jackie Bradley Jr. to Steve Pierce, the uh, Stefan Gilmore to Julian Edelman. Um, I, she, she, I didn't understand why she came back or how she came back. She right in the middle yeah, of like she came when both from the north. Yeah, she just came out of nowhere, like in between the army of the living and the dead, and was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm here now." 
but she was awesome. Like when she lit up the Dothraki swords, and yeah, then their charge was cool. That was, I know, but it was, that was cool. Scary, by the way, that was I was like, like that was one of the coolest shots. List. Yeah, it would, it would, would, would have been cooler. What would have been cooler is if all the flames go out, and then all you see is a bunch of uh, like hundreds of blue eyes or something. That would have been sweet. But anyways, uh, that was cool when she like lit up the 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 trench. That was cool. And then when she told Arya when she was like, "What do we say to the God of Death?" Not today. Not today. That was Not a really today. cool moment. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's or like what, even when thing. she walks by Grey Worm." Right before the battle begins, and she says Valar Morghulis. Like, yeah, that was that was really cool. That um, was, she was low, I, low key the MVP. Uh, outside mean, of Arya. Okay, come on. All flash, all flash. It, 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 like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a comp of like someone who just like gets all the credit and then doesn't really deserve it. What about Ghost? That's that's all we get for Ghost. Poor Ghost is on the front lines. He's been like, yeah. we haven't seen him for seasons. And we finally like see some FaceTime for Ghost last week, and now this week he's on the front line, completely away from Jon Snow or any Stark. Come on, that upset yeah. me. Obviously he survived, right? But that that was puzzling. He did um, survive, yeah, but that was weird. He better have. Imagine if he died; that'd be so lame. Yeah, because he went into the initial charge, and then you don't see him run back, yeah. like with Jorah. But then you never see him again in the rest of the battle. So. I don't know if he just ran off into the woods and is going to go hide there or what. I have a I have a note for everyone in that battle. How about especially when you're on the side of of the living, stop acting like you've never been there before, and stop looking at the dragon <laughs> flying overhead. My God, <laughs> in real life they would have been axed every time. Every time that Jon Snow like looks up to the sky, or it's, uh, Sam Tarly had a few of them where it's just like he's just like oh, in awe at the dragon. It's like okay, you'd be gashed immediately if that happened in real life. Yeah, Jorah had a few. Yeah, act like you've been there before, Jorah. Also, the most badass moment, though, of the show, or that episode was not Arya killing the Night King. It was the Night King's smirk after Daenerys tried to burn him. Yeah. (laughs) Just him standing there smirking at her was the best. Like, he never says anything, but that I don't know, that look said like a thousand words. That smirk. Now, what does that mean? Does that is that no, it's just him being confirmation like, that he's a Targaryen? No, that he it didn't hurt. No, it didn't hurt him. No, That's what I'm saying. That, why is that? Is he a Targaryen? That, I was like, say his name, say his name the whole fucking time, and that's one thing that I need. I absolutely need to know who is the Night King. Like, who does he derive from? Like, oh, killing me. He's killing me. He's Rhaegar Targaryen. He has to be. Is there a chance he comes back? Just asking as a person that doesn't watch it. Absolutely, that could be a decoy. Him dying is that real? Possibly. Yeah, I think that. I think the the Night King dying is real. Yeah, but the White Walker. Yeah, the White Walkers are not done. All right, here's my theory: (laughs) is while everybody everybody's freaking out as to like all the jokes on Twitter, where did Bran go? Where did he work to? Where, where, like, the dude just flew around his ravens or whatever for the entire battle. No. Side note, five, top five moment of the episode when he goes, I'm going to go now. Yeah. Leon's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> where are you going? He's just like, he's gone. <laughs> but Bran worked into the Night King and controlled him. 
Because mm. Bran wargs into the Ravens. They fly up and they bring you to the Night King. The next shot is the Night King from behind. And then when they flip it over to his face, the only thing really in focus is his hand, where his face is kind of blurry. And the entire episode, they have made sure you understood that, like, the Whites and the White Walkers had these blue eyes that could, like, they were pretty much, like, fluorescent. Like, you could see, you could have something to see them through the dark, like the blue eyes. Yeah. It's tough to tell in that scene because I took a picture of it, but his eyes are not piercing blue. And Bran is, Bran was able to warg into Hodor, and the show has already made a big point about it, saying that's not normal. Like, you should not be able to warg into another human. You can only do it into animals. Bran being able to warg into a human is different and weird and, like, should not happen. Unnatural, some would say. So then, then, like, and not to mention, but if you think about even the episode before, who is the guy that put together the entire battle plan? It was Bran, yeah. where he's like, I'm going to go. I'll be in the Godswood. The Night King will come for me. Don't worry about it. Like, that's where we'll get him. And <laughs> Theon says, I'll so abrupt. It was so abrupt, like, I'm doing this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And Bran was the one who gave Arya that Valyrian's uh, knife, the blade that, that she was... killed the Night King with. And he gave it to her right where she killed the Night King. True. That was right next, mind, to the, right next to the tree. He gave and it. That to was the knife that almost disabled him. Correct. That was the one. Uh, Jamie pushed him out of the tower. Littlefinger owned that knife. He gave it to the assassin to try, and then he tried to pin it on Tyrion and the Lannisters trying to yes. kill Bran. Yes. Um. But he gave her the blade that killed the Night King. And if you watch Bran wargs, he wargs. The ravens fly up. They go to the Night King in the clouds, and he's just sitting on his dragon doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting into the battle. And then the time that Bran wargs out, the Night King is like already standing there in the godswood. And then Bran does the whole like Theon, you're a good, you're a good man. Which Theon then uh, just decided to go kill himself, I guess, after that. But oh no, it was just it was it. I could definitely see it because we've there's been so many connections with Brandon and the Night King that that would make too much sense. Like, and that'd be a pure Game of Thrones thing. Like, oh, that like, oh, I guess the army of the dead's gone. That's cool. And then Bran's gonna just I don't know how he's gonna do it, but he's gonna bring, basically he'll become the Night King or something or bring him back or I don't know. Because they've already made too big of a connection with that, and Bran's like, like time warping ability and all that like there's something there and i think he controlled the night king and he purposely brought the night king there to you know for Arya to kill him and then because he knew that he knows what's happening i don't know there's something there yeah we're not done with that storyline we can't be done with the white walker storyline no i don't think so there's no way but that's what that's exactly what game of thrones wants you to think is oh Arya killed the night king that's over time to move on to cersei and I, my thinking is, I don't know if this is how it's going to play out, but I told Gilly, I was like, I could see like the battle going on between Cersei and Daenerys, and like the battlefield strewn with like dead bodies, and then Bran just all of a sudden like oh. does the night does the Night King come yeah. at me, bro, and then raises everybody, and it's like, oh shit! Wow, yeah. Totally I don't know. There's just I don't know. There's so, too much there that it. Who takes the throne in that situation? 
Brand, Brand does. Yeah. Maybe that's why his Vegas odd so high. Right. Wow. I don't know. There, there's something there. I, I, there there's got to be something there. Because, be yeah, there's no way Brand just warged into Ravens was like, well, I'm going to go now. See you later. And then all of a sudden when the Night King shows up, he's just like, oh, I'm done warging now. Because <laughs> any of you, if, if you, like, if you watch their reactions when the Night King walks up to Brand, like, there is no, like, just... I don't know. Brand like kind of looks at him and then kind of doesn't. The Night King even like tilts his head a little bit at him. Well, a bunch of people were speculating that they thought uh, the Night King was going to kneel to Brand. Yeah, I saw Portnoy tweeted that. That would have been I wild. Saw that on Twitter, on uh, Reddit as well. It's like that was like the expectation. I, I didn't expect that. Watching it, at least, like no. It. Or maybe he was pulling out his sword to Night Brand. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Magic Brand, touch. Brand did all want to be a knight. True. Oh. Yeah. There's. I don't know. There's. There's something there. There's. He's not we're not Brand done Stark with anymore, though. We're not. We're not done with the night walker. The White Walkers. I don't think. Breaking news. Game of Thrones does like to do that to you. Just when you think the Night Walkers are like not a threat or like gone or something, they'll bring them back and be like, "Hey, by the way, don't forget about these guys." <laughs> yeah, really feels too good to be true. The Red Sox exactly, won a baseball yeah. game. Yeah, no way. I swear to God. Ebra had over five Ks. Five and a half Ks. Didn't expect that. His lineup even get, usually crushes lefties. Didn't he didn't do five. well, but still, he had he had the strikeouts. He didn't even get five innings. True. There's a Chris Sale start for you. I made a bet on him. That he wasn't going to have five and a half strikeouts. Well, thank you for your service. I know. I honestly do. I'm glad. It's a win-win. All right. So we have any uh, weekly takes we want to wrap it up here before we go off to uh, Blanket Bay? Brand controls the Night King. <laughs> That's my big take. Big, to it. big take. Yep. DK Metcalf's jersey is retired by the Seahawks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next week. Rex Burkhead is a Patriots Hall of Famer. Jesse Winker is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Dustin Pedroia's jersey is retired by the Red Sox. For sure. Little Within Wayne the next shows. two years, I'll say that. While he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Little Wayne sells more Uggs than Tom Brady. Wow. That is that's a that's kind that's of a big take. take I think. Wow, I think uh, Tom Brady's crowd buys more Uggs than Lil Wayne's crowd. I had a pair of bad Uggs. I have two pairs. Yeah, but oh, if I'll Uggs get, comes in, with like sneakers a, actually, their sneakers are dope. I would get a pair. I didn't buy a pair, and I wanted them. What if Uggs comes out with like a, a Lil Wayne line of Uggs? Do you buy them? Oh sure. If they're not like tacky. I'm not a big fan of the fan of the Kyrie's. Like in, like I know I know that they're not Uggs, but like I don't like, I don't like the way they look. So if they don't look like Kyrie Irving shoes, then I'd buy them. Okay, thanks. The new ones are okay. I like the new ones. To be honest, they've they've gotten better over time. Yeah, they have some cool uh, colorways. I just like that, like that plasticky look on on some of those. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know much about shoes, but. True, we haven't covered shoes much in the podcast. 
Oh Some man, we'll have, we'll have to get to Some it. Kicks talk. It's not even a question. Yeah. Case Swiss, baby. Case Swiss. Jordan Bell Fusion. My Case Swiss. Remember that song? Case Swiss, low key, very good tennis shoes for a very long time. Are they still around? They still make them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I want some now. That's some Eblins <laughs> material right there. Is the. Hmm. Where oh, are the uh, remaining Eblins? That's a question for you. Crystal Mall is um, one still, right? Well, yes. Yeah, Crystal Mall, yeah. Fun fact, uh, going into the games today, Chris Davis had a higher batting average than Jackie Bradley Jr. Wait, which Chris Davis? Both. The bad oh, one? Hey. <laughs> Both? Really? Coming into yeah, today. I mean, uh, that, that could be our closing thing then. How do you guys feel about JBJ? I keep him around. Um, I, I wouldn't be upset at this point if he gets traded, but I wouldn't be upset if they hold on to him. I don't care. It's called being fucking... neutral. Yeah, what the heck is that, Oliver? Yeah, that's a shitty Talk take. about that for a big take. I, yeah, I didn't ask for a big take. You asked I wouldn't me how care. I thought I about asked it. for an opinion at all, and you gave it nothing. I, you what do you mean? Quite quite my opinion. Quite literally, a neutral opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. What? That's exactly what it was. You son of a bitch. You're just indifferent. Chris you Sale. don't care. <laughs> I like the Chris word neutral. Sale, JBJ. And Michael Chavis for Mike Trout. Do you do it? Do I what? do it as a Red yeah. Sox fan? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Do they do it? No. They probably never call you back again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let JBJ yeah, get hot. How'd you by get the this way? number? I want a fantasy <laughs> real life. Josh Martin, who the hell is this? How'd you get this? Two game. <laughs> never two call game, here uh, again. <laughs> two two game hitting streak for Jackie Bradley Jr. So don't let him get hot. Yeah, keep JBG around no matter what. Yeah, I'm at that point too. Even though he's not doing good. This team sucks so bad we're gonna fucking cut JBJ. Come on now. Exactly. No. He's the reason? No. Yeah. I I do defender. have an opinion and it's to hold on to JBJ. Me too. That's, Never that's let my go. Bigger than Oliver take for you. Congrats. Oh, I got Bar my last pretty take. Lay it on me. Boston Bruins don't lose a fucking game. And they win it all. Oh, great. From here on out. Okay, no pressure. Ohio City optimism. power rankings. Tough to do in hockey. Columbus. <laughs> um, Cincinnati. Rank Toledo. Toledo. I guess. Toledo and Dayton. Round Canton. out your top five options. Canton. No, Whoa, Canton's got to be up there. Youngstown. Yeah, Bowling, Bowling Green. Yeah, Youngstown, Akron. Bowling Green, Akron. Okay. Come on. Before yeah, we, we, uh, what's your top three? Okay, no, go ahead, give them. Top, top three, three Ohio cities. Eee, ooh, man. Uh, <laughs> boy, I don't know. I, I've only, <laughs> I'm not an Ohio expert. Cleveland <laughs> sucks. We need Uncle Jim on the. They're all pretty bad. Yeah, we need, yeah Uncle Jim. <laughs> I'd say Uncle Columbus. Columbus, Columbus is probably up there. Columbus uh, won over Cleveland. Cincinnati. A bit of Columbus. Cincinnati course, sucks, of course I have no idea. I've never been there. I heard, I heard Cincinnati sucks. Yeah, fuck Cincinnati. Well, I heard Cincinnati sucks, but it's still better than Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just... I, I saw that. I was thinking about that earlier while you guys were talking. Uh, hockey. That's where my mind drifted to. 
And I'm just thinking about Ohio City power rankings. Shout out to Charlie the Mullet Factory right now. Hot start. Tim Anderson Anderson went Yabo on you. Yep, because he's the best shortstop in the league. But Shane dropped Aguilar at the worst time. Two home runs today. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. How is Eric Dames a free agent, by the way? He's rostered by 7%. He's been going off. He's like a top 20 outfielder. He's 26. Look at him right For now. outfield? Yeah. Uh, top 30 is rosterable by far. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That's insane. And also, shout out to Shane for whoever he scooped. Who did I – I was Eichoff. telling someone earlier. Yeah. Jared Eikhoff. That's a good pickup. Good free agent ad. Yeah, whatever. doesn't do much for me, but – Wait, what? Devers 13 points? What the fuck? <sighs> that'll, uh, I think that'll do it for us here at Small State that'll Big Tits. That'll do, laddie. That'll Shout do, out laddie. David Champlin. Um, David Champlin. Hello. Uh, I, I had to cut the stream a while ago because it, I was dropping 98% of my frames and it was just a lag fest, so sorry you know, about that. What? Yeah, it was unfortunate. You know, my last take is calling out Lindsay Bond for supposedly taking notes during Game of Thrones as she's trying to watch it. That blows my mind, and I don't on think she's giving her full attention. No, on her phone. She's on her oh. phone, just writing down notes. Oh, she's watching it last night. Exactly. That's my that's my big take. Yep. She, I, if she listens, then she'll say yeah. something and chirp back. But I don't think she listens anymore. No, so. I don't think she well, listened in the first place. No, mm. she did early. Um, well, so she allegedly did. I think that'll do it, yeah. though. So don't forget to tell your mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa. Neef, niece, Neef. Neef. Wow. Neef. Neef. family member. Wow. Tell guys we need anybody Neef else. Catfish. Neighbors. No. We need Neefs. Boss. We need them. <laughs> Employees. The lifeblood of this podcast. Pet. Question. What's a what's a show that's more uh, a more necessary watch till the end? Catfish or Bar Rescue? Bar Rescue. I've yeah, never watched rescue. Catfish, so the Catfish is tough though. Rescue. Catfish is tough. That's up there too. I don't know. It's a toss-up. I can't even make a decision. I'll go the Ollie neutral route. I'm going catfish. <laughs> Say it's a tie. <laughs> the whole show is the last 10 minutes of catfish. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to watch the first 40, honestly. Right. If, you're, if you've ever done that, it's like the last 15. You're just super entertained still. You don't really oh, yeah. Know. No matter what, yeah. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the lead up. Cause catfish, the- my niece. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out John Taffer, though. Hmm. Shout out Small State Big Takes and Sports Country Internet Radio. Shout out all the Neefs. Shout out to Coley Mick, who tweeted us. Shout out to Coley Mick. You know that, Connor? I saw that. I liked it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. We we had a good good weekend on Twitter, actually. uh... True. Uh, Shout out to Zach Campbell for being extremely hateable and allowing us (laughs) to get over 60 (laughs) likes on a tweet correcting his... uh, his erroneous take on uh, Marcus Stroman. And as always, shout out to Pitching Ninja for liking that one as well. Dude's cool. Great follow on Twitter. Yeah. How do you spell Neef? Uh, N-E-E-P-H. No, N-I-E-F. It's like niece, but somehow nephew. 
<laughs> yep. I got them mixed up. It happens. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Ask Oliver. He's the one who fucking made the word. It's past my bedtime, guys. I don't know what you want. N-I-E-P-H-S. Yeah, there you go. Neefs. There you go. All right. Oh. I'm, I'm Oliver's not even in his golf polo PJs yet. Wow. I'm ready for bed. He's using his Greg Norman PJs. <laughs> watch shark you, logo watch, and everything. Hey, watch what you say about the shark, all right? He's a legend. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't. He almost caught off his hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen 127 hours. My God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fuck off. See ya. <laughs>